No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Why can't every day be like this? No simple road. Yeah, no, I've been on that road too. Pushing buttons. Hey, you know me, pushing Uh buttons. I'm the button pusher. Somehow it works out. It does. You're talking over the music, dude. Sorry. Was there a show going on? There is. All right. I'll be quiet. These two. Hey. Hey, I bet you guys didn't know that we were going to start talking when the music stopped, did you? No? I didn't. Didn't? Yeah, because you started before it. No idea. Hey now, No Simple Road family, welcome back to the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind done in collaboration with Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates. Melt. I had to think about that for a second. Welcome back, Melt. Wait. February. it is February. Yes, huh? it is okay. February. Yeah. Melt premium mushroom chocolates. That's right. I'm doing the right thing. Uh, yeah. Do you go, do a bar? <laughs> no, not tonight. Go over on Instagram and follow at Melt Mushrooms, M-E-L-T-M-U-S-H-R-O-M-S, and you are going to find the dopest, dankest, most amazing mushroom chocolates on the planet. And then what you're going to do is you're going to shoot them a DM, and you'll be like, yo, No Simple Road sent me. And they're going to be like, yo, and they're going to send you their menu. And then you're going to order bars from them that's yeah. gonna be awesome your life's gonna be better and you're gonna melt all of your cares away i don't all know all that. no you can't make claims how about dude? like 98 yeah. of them <laughs> okay 98 of them okay so you might still have a couple <laughs> cares left but a bitch that's ain't good. <laughs> so wait what's the deal with these chocolate bars they're legit they're, they're literally the perfect dose they're handmade artisan chocolates four grams in each mushroom mm. or in each, each bar and they also have like chaga lion's mane in addition to their sacred blend and they're legit and, and 10 amazing flavors yep. if, you, if you think about like all the other chocolate bars that are out there mushroom chocolate bars that would be like your starbucks mushroom chocolate bars right mm. this would be like moonstruck chocolates mm. right you know, this is like artisan, artisan what all you know, chocolatier awesome. style yeah. chocolates and you know um they partner with certain like co- they have coffee crunch is one of them so they'll partner with small batch coffee roasters and do like a run of certain kind of coffees and partner up and then they'll do you know like different kinds of yeah they're is just this like an oregon thing 
It's, uh, a, it's, it's a, a thing. It's, a, it's an online it's a thing. thing. <laughs> oh, it's an Instagram thing. Oh, okay. that we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So but go check amazing. them out. Yes. Hey, we have guests we with do. us on, we do. on the on the No Simple Road. It's always exciting when we have guests in the studio. We have Joe Izzo. Hey. And Willow, I don't know your last name. Grace. Willow Grace in the studio with us today. In your face. Yeah. Well, um, I said maybe she don't want you to know her last yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so now, now the internet knows too. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. I um I knew I was excited to come check out the house in the studio. I didn't know I was going to be on the podcast. Yeah. We, yeah. we didn't we, know we either. Do, we do this to people quite <laughs> often. It, it, yeah. You're doing our homework with us. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this has become our Sunday ritual. Mm-hmm. Like, usually Saturday or Sunday, but Speaking Sunday because we've been la- lazy. But, uh. This has been like six years or seven years of therapy for us. Like, actually, we were talking about it like last week that, you know, sit, coming down here and doing this forces us to have focused conversations with each other away from distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our phones are put Everything's away. Turned off. Everything's off. There's no music. There's no TV in the background. There's nothing going on. The door's closed. Let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's turned into some of the most transformative conversations for the three of us. Yeah, very very eye-opening about who you're living with, too. Because you have these, like, we've been together all day sometimes, and then we come down here, and we're talking about something we haven't talked about all day. (laughs) Somebody's holding it in. Like, where did that come from? Or, or the conversation builds on something that we've been having all day. So like, let's us get deeper. It's like deep tissue massage. You know, you're not just doing effleurage and petrissage. You're like getting in there with your thumbs and your elbow and pet massage. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I, say, oh, I was going to say, look at Darwin. It is very therapeutic to Darwin. Oh, yeah. He loves this room. He'll, he'll yeah. try yeah, to he... come down here by himself because like, he just loves hanging out in here. He can feel the relaxing vibes. Mm-hmm. Well, we got yeah. the cacao. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. yeah. It's chill night. Here. We ha- have the pleasure of having Aaron and I for the first time cacao. Oh, really? And Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've never it. had oh, it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. This was it. This man. is the best time. I never have yeah. it either. This is a special treat oh, cool. that you brought into our lives this evening. Yeah, man. Yep. Joe, tell me a little bit about what you do for a living, man, because it's super interesting. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. I will. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm in cannabis sales. I work for Pacific Grove, which is a farm in uh, Northeast Portland, and I also work for Beehive Extracts. So my job is driving around the state and delivering weed to people. Um, Can you believe that that's a job? I'm happy it's a job. (laughs) (laughs) I don't necessarily believe that it's a job. I'm happy that it's a job. I mean, I've been around cannabis for 14 years now. Wow. Yeah, 14 years. Uh, but I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia, so it's still pretty mind-blowing to me to to be around a plant and a community for so long and then to, to come out here and to have it be my actual job, you know. I mean, I always like to shed light on the fact that there's people in prison right now for doing this yeah. exact thing that I'm doing, you know. Um, so weird. Super weird, super unfortunate. That's so 
crazy. Yeah. They put people in a fucking cage. Well, I, I mean, I know that, but like the way you just said it, Joe, like for doing the exact same thing, driving around in their car, delivering their goods to whoever was buying it. Like yeah. that's the same exact thing. We didn't thing. say you could. But there's now some magic license or paper that you got. So now you can do that. Yeah. That's so. That's crazy. That's the fun of having a state, right? That's the fun of having a government in a state. So it's, uh, yeah, and I, I just really like to bring attention to that, especially when I'm having a bad day, that I'm like, I'm the cannabis sales delivery guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like when, I, when I take myself too seriously, I'm the cannabis sales delivery guy. When I'm having a bad day, I'm the cannabis sales delivery guy. And you're like, how do you have a bad day when you're the cannabis sales delivery yeah. guy? It's a good perspective to put yourself in. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, you, you, cannabis industry is a roller coaster. It's brutal. <laughs> it, it, there's Oregon. so many ups and downs to it that it yeah. is. And that that's that's how I, I met Joe. We met like six six years ago or so, five years ago. Yeah. When I, when I was working at Define Premium Cannabis and I just I, I just remember the first time like meeting you from do we meet from Bryce? We yeah. met from Bryce. So I he came introduced in, us and then you started bringing stuff to Define. I came right. into the shop once and met you and they're like, You're here to meet with Apple and I was like What's an apple? Apple? <laughs> apple. I didn't need an apple. I was like, you know, and then you came out and I was like, this guy's obviously fucking cool. <laughs> this guy's obviously fucking cool. Uh, you know, and then like we, we had the interaction or whatever. And Bryce was like, oh, we, we were out at Fish at the Gorge. And he's like, I got to introduce I got to introduce you guys, man, like, like officially. And then I came by y'all's camp and it was just like. Oh yeah, dude. You know, okay, like, that's that's right. Yeah, because we known each other a little bit from the shops and stuff, and always tried to plan getting together, and then that that, that finally happened three yeah. years. I just remember you're one of the few like in our industry. You hear so many, so many you hear crap about people and stuff, and you're one of the few that I, I love from the moment I met you. And then it just got better. And I've never heard a bad word about you from any of the shops I go to. Well, you know how that yeah, people love to talk. You. And it's like always like, oh, Joe's. It's like that, that is a high Apple, compliment, like Joe, that because that industry, too. industry, no, 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 that industry too. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you got to love what you do, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. I, 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 I care a lot. You know, I the companies I work for, we, we care a lot about what we do. Um, I take my job, you know, I, I take the service that I provide as a human being seriously. That's right. Yeah. You know, we need people like that, that actually give a shit about what they're selling, putting out, promoting, because that can change someone's life. Cannabis can literally change someone's life if they need it. Yeah. Or if you don't have your medicine or whatever. So to get it with an attitude or like, with un- ingratitude. Well, you're dealing with a just every like here. You're dealing with a sentient plant, yeah. Too that like takes on the vibration and the yeah. You're dealing with a female uh, sentient uh, plant, yeah. yeah. Too, and that. and if your intention is shitty or you're having a bad day, going around delivering like here, here's your fucking weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, that which, that's yeah. which there's a lot of that out there. There is, yeah. Of course, there is. It's in the plant, man. Unfortunately, I, I, you yeah. know, and I. Whether you out there believe it or not, it's true. Yeah. You know, it's it's there. Yeah, the proof is in in the product. Right? Yeah, and that's one thing. Like working for Beehive and Pacific Grove, like always had bomb. The flower is so good, and yeah. you can tell it's you know it's not huge batches trying to like push yeah. that thing. It's intention and love, and you have strains that I've never seen other at other gardens. Do you guys are fucking hilarious both of you like seeing you with 
the product and like knowing this is the cross of that. This is the cross of that. Oh, and this, <laughs> this came from this phenotype. And this, I'm just like, holy shit, man. I thought like when I smoked weed, I thought I liked weed. You guys have it goes to a whole nother level. Yeah, you're on another well, Mr. level. I, I, I just love Aaron. Aaron used to always say, dude, weed's weed. It's like, not. Like, <laughs> I take it back. Well, and I finally used the analogy because he's such a coffee nerd. I was like, that's like saying all co- is like Sanka crystals, Folger, and that really expensive stuff you buy that they're all the same. No. Okay. You're right. <laughs> it's, Attention yeah. matters. Intention and quality, you know, with, with anything. Absolutely. Yeah. You got wash coffees, natural processed coffees. You got stuff from Guatemala. You got, there's so many different flavors. I'm also a coffee nerd too. So I can try, I can relate to that too, man. But well, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. I, but yeah, man, I mean, both the, both the companies I work for, you know, we, we really truly care, you know, the whole staff cares. And, um, you know, I, again, I, I feel like it really is true, truly a blessing to be able to do that and to earn a, a good living. I didn't go to college or anything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but in, in Andrew, who is one of the owners of the company, one of my best friends too, it's like, you know, he gave me an opportunity and, um, you know, it's something that I've always really appreciated. You know, you give somebody an opportunity and it's kind of like, what are you going to do with it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really, really appreciative of that. Yeah, it's a opportunities, responsibility. It's a crazy, you know, crazy time that we're living in right now. It's a it's like you said at the beginning, like it's a really wonderful time to be a a human being alive on planet Earth experiencing this because there's a lot of restrictions that are being lifted and liberties that are given back to people that should have always been there that are coming back to us. And there is an awakening going on. There's something happening underneath everything and and also not so underneath anymore and um it's kind of wild to see it's kind of wild to see the um the balance of everything like this beautiful awakening that's happening and then on the flip side of that if you look at the news or any of that it's just this wild fucking onslaught of destruction and weirdness going on and but you can't have one without the other. You have to have both things. And it, it's really, really interesting to be alive right now in a time like, like I said to you, it's crazy to think that you're del- a weed deliverer. Like you deliver <laughs> fucking. Like, yeah. If you had told 16 year old me, like that's going to be a job when you're, you know, in your 40s or 50s, I'd be like, no. That no also way. shows like our progression as a. You know, human. Yeah. Yeah, Like we're now just now saying plant medicines are helpful, (laughs) you know, but we never thought it would happen 20 years ago and it's happening now. So even if we're slow on the uptake, it's still occurring. And we're all we're all part of that. We're all of the age where we're seeing it happen. And we're all of the, you know, sense that we know that it's it's a positive thing and it can be positive if done properly yeah whatever it it is it is what you make it yeah that's that's anything yep anything is what you make it you know what i mean you could build a house with a hammer and you can tear one down yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. what are we gonna do with the tools that we have exactly right what it's awesome too to be like we just recently well not recently we did some other stuff but this year so far doing the thing with charles patty we ended up doing uh, ketamine therapy oh, in, wow. a cl- in clinical setting and stuff. And then we just talked to some of the Caesar cult- Marin, Caesar Marin, cultivating wisdom, like like all that, that we can talk about it openly. Mm-hmm. People want to hear it. And it's being accepted uh, with all the therapies starting to happen with all this. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to think that we can legitimately have a conversation on a podcast to like, like Charles Patty at Myself Wellness, where they're doing IV and IM ketamine infusion therapy and like healing people, like little, literally healing people for PTSD and suicide and alcoholism and addictions and seeing the proof of, of it happening. And like, it's not some high minded idea that could possibly be happening. It's really going down right now and we can talk about it out in the open and we don't have to like hide. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so cool about being able to have these conversations on podcasts like so much of the media and what people are consuming is like the negative mm. stories yep. that are going on in the world. And like, and we're here, we can talk about the way that's ways that we're progressing. Yes, so. absolutely. Willow, what do you do for a living? Uh, well, um, I'm a tattoo artist. You are. Well, how long have you been doing tattoos? Just over a year. Did so. you, did you do an apprenticeship with somebody? I, I've had an interesting journey, to say the least. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I, I used to tattoo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. Okay, I have questions for you. Okay. Um, But I'll tell you my journey first. Yeah. And, and then we'll get to that. <laughs> um, Yeah, so I started learning with a friend of mine, and uh, so sort of an apprenticeship kind of situation. And then I um, I ended up having to take a, a year-long break. Mm. And so I, um, I adopted a puppy, and I was like, oh, holy shit, this is a lot of work. <laughs> you, had, you had a fur baby. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to just focus on being yeah. a dog parent. And, um, and then I eventually got back into tattooing it was um so i'd been tattooing for like four months when that when i made that choice and then um i think it was like march of last year that i started tattooing again and i've been doing a kind of unconventional i mean the tattooing the tattoo industry has changed so much and there's so many ways to go about it and it's not the same for anybody, I don't think. But um, my journey has been unique in the way that now I'm currently guesting at different shops around oh, Vancouver wow. and Portland. So I don't have a home shop. I just guest. Um, That's cool. Yeah. You so float. I float. Yeah. And I get to uh, connect and network with lots of different and you get to see how it's done right and how it's done wrong yeah absolutely that is cool like bouncing shop to shop you get to know more people instead mm-hmm. of just being like in one well and your yeah. art goes out differently doing. into different areas and so that it can really be seen instead of like in one concentrated way i, I kind of feel like alice in wonderland like i'm just like following the rabbit trail like i'm like mm. uh I, i've just kind of been at each shop, I'll just be like, hey, so uh, what shops do you guys recommend? Okay. And then I'll just go and guest at those places. So, so it's a good way to do it, I think, because it's like if I'm at a shop that I already like, and then they're going to give me a good recommendation. 
So, so that's how I've been doing it. And I, I honestly haven't had a, um, quote unquote bad experience. Yeah. There's, I don't have anything negative to say about any of the shops that I've worked at. Um, there have been some that haven't felt like the right fit for me. Like if I were to, I wouldn't go there every day. Stay yeah. there yeah, as yeah. a home shop. I got you. But um, but they've all had, they've all been great. It's so. it's such a different, like, completely different scene than when I did. I did it. Yeah. When did you do 20, it? Twenty twenty years ago. Twenty five years ago. Um, and when I was coming up, it was like strictly biker run. Yeah. Like. The Hell's, yeah. Hell's oh, Angels yeah. ran everything. Yeah, you got your ass threatened. Yeah, well, that's why I stopped tattooing. Um, yeah, and and the guy I apprenticed with, like, you had to do a formal apprenticeship. There was no, like, internet to learn from. Yeah. You had to go be with, and you couldn't, you couldn't even purchase, like, needle bars. You had to make, we had to make all of our magnums and <laughs> everything. Wow. ourselves yeah um putting together your coil machines and- everything <laughs> and and so if you didn't have somebody to show you how to do that stuff there was nowhere to go so you had to have an apprenticeship but the guy that i worked with him and i worked out of a room in his house so there was two tattoo shops in vegas at the time there was shadow bright out on one end of town and then there was las vegas tattoo on the other end and they were both owned by the hell's angels and so we thought it'd be a great idea to tattoo out of our house. And so we did for a couple oh, wow. of years. A while, yeah. yeah. And then uh, one day we got a knock on the door. Yeah. And um, it was them. And they were very, uh, I'll say this. We could have died. Yeah. Like for real, for real. Oh, yeah. Died. yeah. They were so nice about what they, you <laughs> know, how you they telling off. us to stop. Like. <laughs> He was like, look, if I see any more of your work walk into our shop, I'm going to cut your hands off. Wow. You guys are done, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy all your equipment from you. Okay. It's like, that's all right, it, let's it. do this. Let yeah. me get my shit together. Yeah, I, like you go, my, buddy. I like my hand. That's <laughs> so funny. Shit. Yeah. So the, the game has changed a lot. And I think mm-hmm. that now it's a lot more um, art focused than it was then. It was more of a outlaw scene different yeah. energy it, it to it way mm-hmm. different energy yeah even in even seeing it the past 10 years because it's like I, I grew up uh around you know with my uncle was in the hell's angels and jamestown gang back on the east coast oh, so shit. like yeah i yeah those guys he was a one percenter too so you can do the math on that yep um <laughs> yeah so it's pretty crazy man to grow up in that sort of like a- atmosphere and like that one side of my family is like italian immigrants the other side of my family was like biker white trash so Damn. you know <laughs> some fiery people <laughs> yeah. oh yeah totally so but i grew up in that scene like i remember like you know i was really an indian larry and like all the choppers and stuff you know when i was growing up so i was always really comfortable and richmond virginia has a pretty big tattoo scene so but like you're saying man like from just seeing being in that atmosphere and seeing like the from the machines the equipment the inks to just like how it's developed now and how accepted it is especially being in portland oh, oh yeah mm-hmm. like, it, it, like they when, were taboo when we were when i was coming out of it piercing was just becoming a thing that was underground right so like not mainstream 
underground in the tattoo shop. So like you could go to a tattoo shop and get a piercing, but it wasn't advertised kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That and, would not pass with the health district. And anything. I, yeah. And I think that what that did for the industry, once piercing came more mainstream is it highlighted the ritual side of body modification and then the energy of it started to change and then everything kind of moved into where it's where it is now because and it's just gonna say you said you said like 20 something years ago the one on my back is gonna be 35 years old okay 35 year. years ago <laughs> jesus christ I'm old. yeah yeah 35 so you did the one on yeah. It's awful. It was one of the. Honestly, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so Take bad. Take your shirt off. <laughs> oh, sick. I mean, it's still there. Yeah. It's built to last. Yeah. 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 Built to last. It's literally built to last. <laughs> At least it's stuck. Cool, man. Apple's showing all his tattoos. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I. We'll, we'll have to post pictures on the Instagram now of all these awful <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. Post a picture of that. Though, so but there was a time that Aaron pierced oh, my nipple in the budget. In the budget when we were staying at the budget suites, which is like the Gross. like the Motel Six in every town. Fourteen gauge needle, just and clamps pop. And Why would you let everywhere. him do that? He did it crooked <laughs> and it never healed. I, yeah, to this day, it's still my left. It's still left yeah. I, I wore it about a year and a half or two, and then took it out, and I've never worn it again. Apple's so hot with his nipple ring, and it's still messed up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. What brings yeah. that up? Do you want me to <laughs> pierce idiots. your nipple? He was. Yeah. He was sure. Pier- no, I would he was love piercing it. people. Well, we, we were hanging out partying, oh, yeah. and there oh, really, yeah. and it was also kind of a showing off thing. What? There was like some girls there with us, and I'm, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, yeah dude, we'll do it! Pierce yeah. my nipple, like, bro! Pop blood everywhere!" And they're 35 like, "Oh my years God. later, it's still leaking. That never, <laughs> never healed. Girls been long gone. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Oh. Good times. We were young. Wow. I love you, bro. I love you too, brother. Been through it, man. I need to see photos of you." guys at this age turn around there's there's one right up there oh my god yeah, yeah. there is one up there of us sitting in his uh vw, VW bus oh, <laughs> <laughs> you could grab it grab it yeah. show willow and- wow yeah, we were so yeah young. that was that was blow the dust off of it <laughs> that, was, that was like right around 89 90 yeah that was the bus Get that we went to the jerry shows in holy shit <laughs> At Shoreline. That was the bus that got us to Shoreline. Oh, that is. Oh, you little baby faces. I know. Look at us. (laughs) That bus, check this out. We, we, I put a new motor in that van. And the day after I put the motor in the van, there was Jerry Band shows at Shoreline. And we were hell bent on making it up to these Jerry shows. Nothing's going to stop us. And we get out onto I-15 outside of Vegas and the bus breaks down. And I had just put a new motor in it. And so we get out of the van and we danced around the van and exercised the demons out of the van. Yep. Got back in and started up and we made it all the way to the Jerry shows. And then on the way home, the motor blew up. But we got to the Jerry shows, shows. had a great show. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the magic of the Grateful Dead. Yeah, you know, I made sure to put my Grateful Dead stuff on before it came. Yes. Um. So typically on the uh when we do the rewind, um we. I usually think of something that we're going to like talk about or we sometimes we discuss it, but 
today I saw something and, and I wanted to talk about it with you guys and I'm glad you guys are here too. Um, I, have you ever heard of panspermia? No, no, I have anybody, not. Anybody? Panspermia. It's not what you're thinking. I was going to say that, that, all over that, that sounds, it this is. It sounds like the name Okay, so pan's labyrinth. So no one knows. All right. <laughs> so panspermia is the idea that life on Earth didn't start on this planet. It's the oh, idea okay. that um, microbes came from outer space on um, asteroids or in space dust, landed in the ocean, and then grew and became life. Or we're the, we're the aliens basically yeah um but i saw this uh i saw this video today and it kind of blew my mind it was about panspermia and it was this scientist so so here's the deal no uh no bacteria or microbes on planet earth can survive at zero kelvin hmm. which is like 400 degrees below zero which is basically what space is and so nothing on earth could evolve to survive that, right? Um, these scientists did a study with uh, bacteria that they found in the ocean out of these like, uh, what do you call it? Thermal vents in the ocean. And they put them in 400 degree below zero, whatever. conditions, And these things like obviously died right and then when they brought them back they came back to life hmm. and so they can't figure out how evolutionarily on the planet earth nowhere exists on our planet that is 400 degrees below zero so how is it possible that there isn't is a organism on the planet is like adapt that can that. survive that it says that it didn't come from here what do you think of that I don't look at me. I have no I, thoughts like about they, that. Like you're talking about too. There's also like like those thermal vents. There's those like like microbial shrimp that live and like nothing can live in the temperature. They're of called the water. water bears. I forget what the what the real name of there, them. There's are. a lot of shit going on in the ocean that's the unexplainable, is, especially like, in the depths. You can't. That's what I'm saying. You can't explain any of it, even if like you do all this scientific stuff. There's still an element of miracle or magic. That nobody knows. It's called a tardigrade. Ah. And it's... Oh, my God, it's so cute. Aren't they cute? <laughs> it's, cute. It's, an, it's a little eight-legged okay, tube. I've seen this before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the tardigrade lives in the thermal oh, vents. Yeah. And, yeah. and they can't figure out, like, there's, a, I think there's 300 atmospheres down where these thermal vents are. <laughs> and they can't figure out how what? they're surviving under so much pressure. Yeah, under the pressure and the they're intense heat. They're built to last. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, so. I mean, there is, like, at, I mean, at the top of that, it makes sense. Like, you're saying, like, we're microbes from somewhere in space. I mean, that it makes sense that that came to this planet at some point So do, on asteroids or however. Do you think that, like... Let me see those babies. They're they so are cute. they're really cute, and, and the little babies. tube comes oh. out of the front, yeah. and they're, they 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 use it looks they like the Alice fingers. in Wonderland. It um, does. It looks like your sweater. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, the, crazy. Who are you? Yeah. I'm yeah. a tardigrade. I'm a it's not hot. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm an alien. <laughs> um, so oh my gosh, Joe, do you think that it was intentional? 
Mm-hmm. What was into us coming here? Seed, seeding. seeding. Like maybe seeding the planet. Ooh. Mm. Maybe. I don't think things happen by accident. I think we can rule that out. Okay. So. How do you think it happened? Tardigrades or not? How do I think this happened? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, I think that we're really old. I think there's definitely been ancient civilizations that have existed on Earth. I mean, I cr- I believe in a more vibrational theory of how things are on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, like how we see, how we perceive everything is is vibratory. If you look at quantum physics and break everything down, it all comes down to a vibration. Absolutely. So it's like we're in like a light crystal matrix grid, essentially. You know, that's what quantum physics tells us. So, you know, and I think when light when light and vibration become dense, it forms our physical world. So, like, if that's, like, kind of the nature of the matrix we exist in, how the whole thing happened, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. I, I, don't, I don't know how the Where whole... Where did these strings come from? How did they get created? And how do they mix to make stuff totally. that's unique? Totally. Yeah. I mean, when you think about how our planet's held and how everything is, it's really kind of perfect that we can exist Why? Yeah. here, um, you know, and I also believe that we have higher, you know, that there is a higher consciousness, whether it's your higher self or whatever, that kind of like plays into our personality self. If this is like, if we're, if we're like a larger energy and we're fo- physically focused into our own individual selves, you know, like that, I, I don't know how, how it happened. I just like kind of believe in that kind of thought right. pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's really like, I think it's fun to sit and think about, it's but so fun. I you love know, that stuff. I'm just like, you know, like, but how do we stop killing each other? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do we be more nice to each other? You know? Cause that's, that's my thing too is like, you know, when I talk to folks even about like weird conspiracy stuff, I'm like, okay, if everything was true, are you going to be nice to people now? You know, like, yeah. you know, like, how are we going to live, you know? Yeah, when does it start? <laughs> totally. Once you know you're doing something wrong, when do you start not doing that anymore? Totally, yeah. All the ancient civilizations, and, you know, we, we have no idea. Our history is, like, we have no idea when things really actually happened. No. We don't no. know what the pyramids, how old they really maybe actually Mm-mm. are. That whole thing with the Sphinx and the water erosion yeah. on the Sphinx, and, like, f- there's maybe four civilizations before that, like... Totally. Yeah. yeah. So it's completely tangent off the question you asked me, which is how do I think it happened? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a pretty good um, explanation though. Yeah. So <laughs> it could just be like, so if I was to use that model, I would say that we're almost like psychically projecting our reality collectively, mm. that we are collectively manifesting this through psychically kind of projecting into this thing because the past is an idea. The future is an idea. All we have is the present moment that we're existing in. So it's like time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. It's under like a, a flat disc Taurus thing with fish donut, whatever. Mm-hmm. So brilliant. It's a rhombus. It's, yeah. so, so when we all come together though, like we all have a vision of this exact shared reality or, or atmosphere. It's called consensus reality. We yeah. have, we have, We've so made, all of us we've, cons- we've had a consensus between all of us. So this that makes we me share f- this thing. This is a computer. Well, this makes yeah. me feel then it's hard. That is there like predestiny? Then is like like we've been we've done this, so that's why we know, mm. or it's happening in real time, but we still know because we're that connected. 
Oh, if yeah, take it, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, so yeah, I mean, it's like the thing is unfolding. So it's like based on just you know, and again, like all of the stuff that I get to talk about is me listening to other people that I really enjoy. Same, you know, it's like a lot of these ideas. Well, how could you truly test these ideas? I, I have ways to test these ideas. How? Dimethyltryptamine. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm not. I'm dead okay, serious. Yes, but no. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, in the lab or like with string theory, like they're doing literal equations and shit. Like, yeah, and I've done literal <laughs> equations and shit too. <laughs> just on, not on a computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not any different. It's the same thing. It's just taking it to a different level on a on a different plane. It's it's still research. I mean, that's that's the magic. It's the stuff that's the cracks that we can't test in a lab that you know and, and even when we figure out how to test the thing then there's going to be another thing that needs to be tested yep. you know, that it, and that's the magic that's the mystery so which, which keeps us going yeah. and exploring and it's living and yeah mm-hmm. you know the, again back to the it's a great time to be alive you know the whole idea that we're living in a simulation i think it's really kind of spot on plausible and and not not how we maybe not how we think of a simulation it's not some dude sitting somewhere playing the sims that's got a joe character and an apple character and an aaron character but who knows because we. i mean anything's possible i mean i'm just saying like we go to sleep at night and then we have these crazy dreams some of us remember them some of us don't but something's happening in that landscape that you remember that like physically affects you that like you think about during the day that like gives you clues about stuff that's in this life. So it's not so far away from like I, this life either. Our I, dream life. Fe- I feel like what Joe said is, is the way it it's going down. Like we're in this giant matrix of information of vibratory fields of, of like, quantum vibratory things that are happening everywhere and we happen to be in these spacesuits that have a biocomputer in them that can decode the matrix and make it seem tangible but like, where did our suits come from and how they're so sophisticated that's where that's now we're back they're to so sophisticated yeah, totally. you know they're so sophisticated and they're and unique they're, and they're so strong but yet so weak absolutely like you like, like you said joe like, yeah the perfect conditions perfect. on the planet uh, all it takes is a variation of temperature of so much and then everything is so strong but so fragile at the same they, time I would, that thing that i was watching today human being at 122 degrees the proteins in your body start to break down Above 122 degrees, your DNA literally starts to unravel. That's what, so it's got to be within this perfect little spectrum for us to be able to have the experience that we're even having. Right well, now. and then we're all on this whole 30 thing and gearing <laughs> yeah. up for it. Here we and go, then, everybody. So, but Sorry. then there's <laughs> other th- conditions that could like ruin your uh, homeostasis of your body, like having lactate or like or lactose or sugar like that can throw off the delicate balance of oh yeah a body well that's that's why and so there's many layers is my point oh, yeah. of that throwing <laughs> off of the balance that's why like when we were talking to charles patty he's like i 
only eat organic food. Mm -hmm. I drink only spring, spring water. water. Yeah. I sit in the sauna. I do cold plunges. Like he's trying to tune his bio computer to the highest frequency possible to be able to emit and, and receive those hmm. messages. That's and, really, and it's, it's a trip to me. Like we, uh, we invite you guys over for dinner and like, we're, we're like, yeah, but we're doing this whole 30 thing. And you guys are both like, well, yeah, we, we were, we're doing it too. And that it, was such a trip. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I know several like, people yeah, yeah. right now that are doing the same thing. And it's like, I mean, in the beginning hmm. of the year, it's not that unlikely, are, but like, or either that or they're on the tip of like, I'm not drinking right now or I'm, you know? Yeah. So, it, I mean, sure. It's the new year, but I, it kind of started before that. I think We were all talking or mentioning the, the shift. There's a, an oh, awakening. Yeah. And when you are dumbing yourself down with foods and um, poisons and toxins, and um, hey, man, I like a lot of that stuff. I love I'm not it. demonizing <laughs> any of that shit. Uh, me either. I'm just talking shit on it, but I yeah. love them also. Take it easy there, Kelly. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying, like, when you fill your things with these, it it just brings you to that the frequency. If we're talking about frequency, it's it's a little bit of a lower frequency. And where this mass awakening is happening, there's it's a lot higher energy. And so we're all, I feel like, um, entrainment do you to know what that is it's like that kind of natural alignment with things around you with nature around you and so it feels as if once we're all one waking up we're all starting to wake up and if we're spending time in the same community it kind of rubs off on each other you mm. know like <clears throat> it's, it's like, like we're tuning to uh to a we're tuning to each other yeah tuning to a vibration mm -hmm. I, I want i want to change subject just for a oh, moment no. here well i just want to know because we've never had the cacao before oh yeah i've got like the weirdest buzz that i can't explain oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that i've dope. never felt it, it's like almost like a coffee but not and also a little yeah. like barely like cacao. not psychedelic but like high frequency kind of yeah. like yeah yeah lit you up yeah yeah it's freaking delicious it's so good yeah it's uh Yes, and so it's from, uh, this stuff that we're drinking specifically is, it comes from Guatemala. I mean, uh, coffee, I believe, natu has naturally occurring caffeine in it. Um, but yeah, it's a really heart-opening. How did how did you guys learn, cacao does, yeah. come about cacao, both of you, like either individually or together? Like, how did you first start? Well, I first just had a, I did a cacao ceremony. Oh, I want to say it was... 2017 or 18 um at a place in portland there was a there was a sound bath happening i think that was my first one um i've had it since in smaller circles um like what we're doing now kind of just a little bit more casually but also with intention yeah um but yeah, this was a much more ceremonial setting in the way that we were um, we were meditating the whole time and there was a sound bath happening. And so you were really tuned into noticing what mm. you were experiencing in your body. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember really being amazed by the, the energy and the heart opening experience that I was having. Um, feeling connected to everyone in the room, though we, none of us were speaking. We were all 
laying down and kind of like afterwards, just the eye contact and the how in my body I, I felt, but yet like inspired and uh you're you're hitting all of it like perfect. Yeah, you're describing it perfectly. Well, that, that's, that's how, really, really that's cool. how I feel. I, I've been foggy all day today. It yeah. was so weird, like coming off the sugar and stuff, and I like brought a clarity. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, just kind of blew that out, and it's kind of like Bing. we joined the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, thank you for thanks. this. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> special. I always thought, and I said this when we were talking to Caesar Marin the other day, like. I remember being on dead tour and there is this native, um, his name is Sunbear, and he's written a bunch of books and Sunbear uh, was talking about like the Hopi prophecy of the white man and the native, the white man waking up to the native way. Like this is late eighties, early nineties. And um, I remember like thinking about awakening happening later in my life and I pictured it as like like a wave crashing like a this big move that happened all at once like boom and people are awake and everything's different and society shifts and everything's changed in in a week and I guess that's because of my perspective at the time like where I was at everything was in upheaval and I was wild and feral and whatever but I never thought that it would be this. I never thought it would be a slow roll. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't yeah. picture it going down like this. Totally. Yeah. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I agree with you too. I mean, you're talking about DMT. It's like, once you open that, you can't like, I can't put that shit back away. No, no that toothpaste doesn't you go back in the tube. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but yeah I, I know what you mean it's just like in and so in a lot of ways especially because i've had my fair share of psychedelic experiences over time and um you know i was like a hardcore like nihilist atheist for a long time when mm-hmm. i was in high school i was just like you know what had been shown to me and what i'd experienced in my own life was you know i was just like man this place sucks we're so terrible to each other everybody lies to each other you know i think everybody's a hypocrite and and when you focus on that, that's where reality becomes. Mm-hmm. So you're underscoring it you're by by highlighting it. Yeah. Um, do you two know about Louise Hay or Abraham Hicks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, you know about. I've told you about several times, but it's like, <laughs> um, Lu- Louise Hay. She has like these. Um, she has this incredible book where, um. It's like you can heal anything just through like, and you, and I believe you can, but the, but the, the part, the asterisk is believe. And a lot of us just don't really believe that grand. Like maybe we think it's possible, but we don't know or have the um, strength to believe it for ourselves. Do you know what I'm saying? To open that up. Yes. Yeah. And there's so many layers Mm -hmm. of that. I mean, when I first learned about these, Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I remember being really interested in it and like believing it and or wanting to believe it. Yeah, and then getting into a like going through another cycle where I kind of like went back on that and was like, oh, 
yeah, but what about this? <laughs> what this part of reality? Yeah. that I want to also still believe is true. And if, the, <laughs> if I am still attached to believing this is true, then that can't be. And seems like maybe it's a little far out or whatever. It does definitely seem far out. Yeah. So then, and then, so now coming back to, well, but if really anything is possible, possible we have these creatures that survived. <laughs> yeah. Water bears. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anything. So that's it. It's like, um, I think the stuff like that happens. I know for myself, like sometimes you think you've got something like, you know, something or you've learned something and, and you possibly have, but then another lesson comes and it underscores that same exact thing. But it wasn't that you didn't know it before. You just need to know it deeper or more or again, you or know still, it, yeah. you know, it's, and so I don't think, I know that I do this to myself. I'm like, get kind of hot. Like I thought I already went through that. Like, why do I, why am I in this freaking place still? Yeah, It's like frustrating, but then it's like, no, you, you weren't this age and you weren't at this point in your life and you didn't have to deal with it with these people or at this stage of your game. So the application is different and the message is similar, but yet slightly twisted. And so that's kind of like with all of those teachings that are like one thing, you know, you have to believe this way or whatever. There's like little seeds and little fruit and everything. You know, all you have to do is look at, I mean, this is pretty base, but like just look at a placebo study where they've told people that they have a cure for something mm-hmm. and they give them a sugar pill and they cure, they're cured mm-hmm. from yeah. nothing. And it was just because they believed they it. believed that what they were taking was a, a cure and they took it and now they're cured. Yeah. Same way they believe the doctor with their diagnosis. And I've, I've also read stories about that where when they find out it was placebo, they, they go, get, it reverts. They get, it reverts. Yeah. So we are just as strong Very in suggestive. both directions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that right there is like medical proof that we are manifesting our reality mm-hmm. with our mind. Yep. It's as simple as that. Or at least we're helping it and or and or hurting it. You know, like you can. Like it can be real, like you really do have something like, oh, you have diabetes and then like you're like, fuck that. And you like have a diet and you start living different. And then now all of a sudden you don't. It, that could be a miracle. Like this is something you're going to deal with the rest of your life. Sorry, diabetes is like you're done. And then you can change that. Mm-hmm. You can change it yeah. through action and or in mentally. Yeah, how you think. Yeah. And we live in a world I where... I so, truly believe like that. Like the placebo effect. We see it even in politics and everything. The way everything's suggested and people buy into it. We see it in the cannabis industry oh, every yeah. day. 43% weed. That's oh not even scientifically possible. Shit. And people, when they yeah. smoke that, are like, I'm so fucking high. Just by suggesting things. So many... Uh, majority yeah. of the population buys into so many things that are suggested. That just, we're powerful. We're super powerful beings, you know? And I think that sometimes we give ourselves enough credit, but other times we don't. I want to take it back to what Joe said, though. When are we going to figure out how to stop killing each other, though? We got to be nice to each other first. Like, for real, for real. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking compute. No. So, I mean, it's the macrocosm of the microcosm. So... How are, like, what 
it starts with us, like ourself, mm-hmm. our self-talk, our yep. thoughts, our, you know, our own patterns, um, are reflecting our collective patterns. Mm. And a lot of us are waking up to that, but even those who, of us who are waking up to that are struggling with it. St- still doing so, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do it all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. You kill people? You're, well, no. no. <laughs> well, in, my, in my head. But like, oh, it's, it's like yeah. the Sorry. self-talk. <laughs> it, it's, it, that's, Allegedly. <laughs> well, it's like that self-talk that keeps us like as a victim or keeps us like feeling like shit. Or well, really, and, and it's small like that, but that's that's like a little spark that like got a whole like blew up a whole house. You know what I mean? Like that little Kleenex that had you know a tiny bit of ash on it, it spread, and so that's what those little thoughts are when we talk shit on ourselves or about our partner or about our kids mm. or about our parents or, or about job. our boss. Exactly, and then it becomes a cycle. That yeah. We get used to thinking that way. Yeah, we get used to thinking like gross or negative or or you know sarcastically or or whatever judgmentally, and and that is our default. So we can't like if you can't control yourself and your emotions, and then how are you going to control your anger towards someone towards else? Someone. What I, I think it's one of the like it's always been said. How can you love somebody if you don't love yourself? How are you ever going to get to a place of peace when there's so many people that unfortunately don't know love for themselves or have ever had it? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, because you got to love yourself before you can be productive to other people and stuff. It's yeah, that's it. Gets really it gets really deep, you know. Because for a long time, I've said I I think about these things all the time because I'm in the car driving around being weed guy. So (laughs) um, I I I think of you know I think about is this on purpose? And that's a big question. I'm like, is it Mm -hmm. on purpose? But then I'm like, I think people are heads are so far stuck up their own ass that they don't have time to really be. On purpose, you know, it's like when you think of media companies, it's like, I just heard Tony Robbins say this. It was like, um, oh, what was it? It was like, uh, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah, so. I've worked in, in telecom forever and that's, yeah. that's a thing. If it bleeds, it leads, you know, and you think about how just CNN, how, how we ended up with 24 hour news networks. It all started with the OJ case and everything and just how they people pay attention to negative things more. And so now you've got like psychologists who work for companies. So they try to make everything is like dire, a, yeah, dire and addictive as possible. Mm-hmm. How can we keep it's your, yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, they know that if you know, they keep your attention and energy and focused on something. So you, it's like, they know that if you, they get you to pay attention and by they, I just mean like, Anybody that's trying to sell you something like I'm mm-hmm. salesman weed guy. So like I want to keep your attention and try to sell you a product, but I believe in the thing that I sell. And I'm also just kind of like, Hey, if you want this, this is the best quality thing. I'm, we're not like targeting people and playing on the lower end of the brain stem to be like, mm-hmm. we know that people like want to be loved and feel appreciated in this. So let's create very, uh, we'll create marketing campaigns to literally just like play 
on your on, amygdala. Yeah, to play on mm-hmm. on you. Those basic needs, yeah. Totally, and create a product that's salty and fatty because you're preparing for the winter that it never has comes. Plenty of craveability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The craveability for factor. sure. So uh. you know, this these are all a part of these different things. You know what I mean? So it's like that's that's part of it. And then, you know, but then if you take mind metaphysics, which we're talking about, like mind over matter, mm-hmm. well, what happens when people are staying focused on these things, negative things, when you have people watching news cycles and it's negative, you know what I mean? How does that affect our collective? And that's something I think about a lot. That's well, a, how, that's how a frequency you... that that's being, um, this is my opinion. Uh, I think that that's partially intentional. I think that it keeps the masses easily led because they're afraid. Fear is, is one of our most base instincts and it keeps us. I see the image in my head is the bull with the piercing in his nose being pulled like Mm. that. It easily led around by the nose like that. And also when you have a collective consciousness on a planet focused intently on lack, fear, destruction, whatever, that energy is going somewhere. Mm. It's doing something. It's going into something. I'm not pretending I know where or what, but I, I don't know. I, it seems strange to me to want to keep people down. It, it doesn't compute. Like I said a minute ago, it doesn't make sense. Like to me, I would think, why not raise every person up to the highest thing they could possibly be so that the plants are growing better, so that the air is cleaner, so that the environment is better, so that the water is cleaner, so that everybody's hair fucking grows, whatever, Uh, like whatever. That way we're all thriving. And and I I think maybe, maybe what it comes down to is greed. Yeah. Yeah. We're all buying more sugar and <laughs> watching, you know, we're consuming media. Yeah. Lit, we know, have to change but, our focus. Yeah. So we're, mm-hmm. it is putting money into these companies, you know. And the powers that be in the corporations, yeah, it's pure greed. They, they all they care about is money, profit, all that. But, and that's the other <clears> thing, man. Like, I work for a particular telecommunications company, and they just came out with like their end of the year report, and they're you know we had a great year. We made sixty four billion dollars this year, and they've got employees that work for that company that like can't pay their rent or buy groceries or they're, you know, they have medical bills that they can't pay. And so when is it enough is is the thing that gets me like, so you made $62 billion for your shareholders this year. Cool. Whatever. I I get it. We're playing a game and and you fucking won dope. But when is it enough? Like for me, I would think like, if I made $62 billion this year, I would find a way to stoke out every fucking person that I knew. Like for real, I would be like, how can I hook up our community? Do you know what I mean? Oh hell yeah. But like we've talked about too, we're also of the same, like wishing that 
we could live in a community where money wasn't where, you know, like living in a community where it was back to like the barter system where money, cause money is always going to create greed. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't and make sense. Crime and all. Pit. Yeah. Yeah. And if you and live like we used to, like you're supposed <laughs> to, in my mind, like, like that, what was the inspector Cluzo, like that French community, so dope. like they all, they, they don't, need money they have this land that's been in their families for hundreds of years and they all barter you go trade with the bread guy you give this i got carrots you got this right. so we don't know that don't want to know that answer like Ooh. what is enough because so, of that mindset i think um i'm going to challenge us all where i'm going to put all of us on the spot what's one thing that you can personally do to shift the focus from the negativity out there to something that is more positive, like whether it's love or unification or building community. I'll, I'll go, I'll go for it. Apple's going to say my, like that's something that I do every, every day with my job is talking to be, especially to the people that are assholes or look upset or something. I really try to engage, but we hear that all the time, like smile at people. Just smiling, talking, and actually listening to listening to people. Mm. Sometimes that asshole just needs to know, like, what's wrong, man? And like eye contact. Like, what's wrong? Are they haven't you, they you haven't know? they haven't like connected to another human being in weeks. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're actually listening. And that, then that's what? one thing I try to do every every day of my life is smiling. And I think we all do. We've talked about that. We oh, yeah. try to do that. Like going in the grocery store, laughing, smiling. You get to know people's names. To to me, it's really paying attention okay. to other. So you're human saying beings. connect with other human beings Connecting. on a personal level. Yeah. Yes. I um, like that. I say, man, this is gonna sound cheesy. But whatever. That's it's your thing. What's it's, one yeah. thing you can do to continue doing no simple road? Yes. That's not cheesy. Well, I mean, because we're because we're doing it's it. ours. Yeah. We're doing it. It's like but I'm going to keep doing the, the yeah, thing yeah, I'm doing we, right now, man. Yeah, but I'm already doing it. yeah, no. But seriously, like, like I said at the beginning, this thing has been healing for us, and then as a result. By proxy, it's been healing for other people. And so if we continue healing ourselves, then therefore the world around me begins to heal too. I'm tending the part of the garden that I can reach. So that's what I'll keep doing. Jack Cornfield, love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's hear it, Joe. Yeah. Well, you got a good one in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You've got a few of them in there, but we're only asking for one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hmm. I'm trying to think of it like what, how I can kind of summarize it into words. Um, yeah, I mean, hmm. I just try to pay it, pay it forward. You know, um, I remember when I, I was at a period in my life where I was like, um, saved up money, moved out to Oregon and then spent all of it, like $400 left. And, you know, a mantra that I started saying was, you know, and I'm talking to whatever uh, gracious power might exist in the universe, you know, and was like, if you help me out now, I'll share with people, you know, so it was like, you know, what, you know, whatever you give to me, I'll give back tenfold, you know, if you help me, I'll help them. If you help me, I'll help them. If you help me, I'll help them. So now I see every day as an opportunity to, 
you know, do something for somebody, you know, I can, I, I, you know, you get to go out into the world and what kind of ripple are you going to make, you know? And it's like, for me, it's like, I'll buy somebody when I see, especially if I run into somebody who supports our company, see somebody like buying a beehive product, I'll just buy them a cart. So pretty much every day I try to find a person and try to stoke out one person, Dope. you know, and recently I've been thinking about, um, like, I'll just give you an example. There's a guy, uh, he's at a shop in Portland. His name's Joe at THC Milwaukee. And, um, I was talking to him about coffee and he's like, Oh, I like coffee. I'm like, well, I used to be a barista and I'm telling him about the difference between natural processed coffee and washed coffee. And he's like, what are you talking about? So I went and got him some proud Mary coffee and some, ah. I think it's coava coffee. Mm-hmm. It's that's the good shit. And I went and brought it to him and he was like, you, you like came here today just to give me coffee. And I'm like, yeah. And he's Hell like, yeah, and Joe, he's that's like, rad. Yeah. And Joe does stuff like this all the time. It's just the most recent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he, and he was just, so he ends, I met up with him later on, whatever. And he like gives me the money for the coffee, which I didn't want. And he was like, Go buy somebody else coffee. Aww. He's like, this is me paying it forward. Oh, that's cool. That's right. I'll take the money now. You know, and yeah. so I'm like, cool. Now I'm gonna go pass this on to somebody else. And I and I started to think, like, how could we take that concept of pay it forward? And I love that movie. I saw it when I was a kid. But how yeah. can we? What if we all went out and paid it forward to three people and were like, hey, can you guys do this? And I was like, can we make a pay it forward challenge or something? Yeah, you know? I've been trying to figure out how to how to do this, you know, like maybe it's something you guys could do on the podcast. Wow. Let's, how- let's, we'll brainstorm after this for sure. And yeah. let, let's, why can't that be a thing? And it can be a thing. Yeah. Buy it's, somebody it's, a Starbucks or when you're in anything, line, if you have to be buying dude. stuff, don't, but like, don't go there. It go can to start. Coffee you know, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like pay for the person. Like uh, I've witnessed people pay for groceries of the person, mm-hmm. you know, in front of them or, you know, behind them in line. And to keep passing yeah, it. Yeah, be the blesser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it like, could be something so small like that. So that's just my contribution, you know, something yeah, I try to do is awesome. just try to pay it, pay it forward. It could be, it could be like, you could literally make somebody lunch and bring it to them and just be like, I made you lunch. You don't have, you know what I mean? Like you could buy somebody something, you could make somebody lunch, you could bring them their favorite drink, anything. And it's just like, wow, you're you thinking thought about me. me. That, that little People gesture. People want to be thought cha- about. Yeah. That can change somebody's mindset. So much. one little thing on a bad day, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I have hope and I want to help somebody else now myself. Yeah. One time someone bought my stolen bicycle back from this person who was trying to sell it to a pawn shop. The pawn shop was like, oh, we're not going to buy it. This is, this is reported stolen. We're not going to buy this stolen bicycle. And the guy overheard the conversation, went out in the parking lot, gave this dude 100 bucks for my bike, and gave it to the police to give back <gasps> to me. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good Samaritan. And then a year later, I got my, so a year after it had been stolen. You got your bike, bike back. back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Willow, you're up. Yep, your turn. Right. Uh, So... Do you need the question again? No, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I have, I really just feel like for myself, I feel this, and I know that many of us do feel, I feel like we're all in our little, like, cubicles, in our own little, like, boxes, in our own little worlds, and we're all, like, hungry and thirsty for community 
and connection. And I really just want to, like, I started these art nights. Oh, cute. And I just want to get people together and, like, do art bi-monthly. But there's other ideas and things that Joe and I have been talking about to just, like, bring people together and, you know, like, eat food together and bring, you know, just bring that sense of, of, like, family and community and, like, that kind of thing. And so... I love that. So yeah. important. It, it It's important yeah. to bring people together. Like I had that women's gathering and um everybody that showed up was like, "Wow. Like we need that. We yeah. need it." Like you don't even realize how much you just like you said share a cracker, a drink, a tea Simple. and look in your eyes and be like, "Yes, I hear and what you're saying." Food is one of the original like you know, it's like primal. The original thing was we're sitting around a campfire eating together. And and so I have this um, 30-gallon cauldron, cast iron cauldron. And, uh, and so I'd really like to, I bought it originally with the vision of, of this, of like getting people together and eating food. And so it's the concept of stone soup. So it's like uh, that old, it's like an old folk tale. And they tell this folk tale. It's, it's uh, in multiple cultures. They have a similar folk tale told a little bit differently. And so it's a really old story of um, just these poor destitute people that come into this town and they have nothing but a cast iron pot and they have nothing to put in it and they have some stones cast iron pot and some stones and they start knocking on all the all the people in the town see them and they go and shutter their doors and they they hide in their houses like these people are gonna ask us for shit and so they start knocking on people's doors and asking them, like, please, can you just spare, like, anything? Like, it could just be one, like, a carrot. I don't care. And so they're like, okay, all right, here's an onion. Here's a carrot. Here's a... And pretty soon they have their cauldron is, like, full to the brim with so much that they have to share with the whole community. And so then everyone has enough. Mm. And oh, more shit. than enough. And so... It's a story of like when everybody ha- gives just a little bit, we all have more, more than, than enough. enough. So I like the idea of um, that's awesome. Just having people bring an ingredient and we make oh, we make a meal together. That's, that's so awesome. cool. Yes. Yeah. Where did you get a thirty-gallon cauldron? Oh, uh, <laughs> dude! So uh, crazy story. <laughs> crazy story um my friend uh for her healing journey she was doing a uh a heroic dose of mushrooms and her partner and i she had asked to be her her trip sitters her guides and so we both microdosed to help match the energy and just sit with her so after a really intense trip for her we were all sitting in her bed talking, and they were. The question was asked, like, "What's one thing that you'd really like to do, but it feels 
like impossible or like you're you're not sure how to do it. I'm like, well, I really want like a real witch's cauldron. <laughs> All right. And yeah. uh and you know, then the conversation moved <clears throat> on and and uh my friend was like on his phone and on Craigslist and he's like, I think I found you a cauldron. Oh shit. And I was like, what really? And I look at it and yeah, sure enough. It was like, uh, I don't know, like half hour drive. What? Somewhere. And from Kentucky? Yeah. And, uh, this old couple was just using it for Halloween candy. Yeah. Wow. Cast iron to 30 (laughs) gallon. That's gotta be a heavy thing. 50 pounds. Okay. Well, yeah. My cauldron weight. is 50 pounds. <laughs> That's rad. All right, mama. All right, my turn. Yeah. Take us home. <laughs> Take us home. We're an hour and 10 in. Well, okay. Um, I think something easy we can do is right before we started this, we were um, talking about um, Joe's friend, Adam. Mm. And, you know, I think we're all born with gifts. I I, re- I know that we are, whether it's small, whether it's large, whether it's complex or hard to say, but I know that one of my gifts is extending energy and energy healing and it's through my voice and it's through my touch. And, but sometimes you don't need to touch anything. And so what, um, I do and have been doing and I have lots of collages around the house, but like I'll walk around the house and if I see somebody in a collage, I'll send them energy. And I do that in real life with my clients, but I also do it um, inadvertently to people that have allowed me to, because I've asked most people, like, if is it cool if I, you know? So I think that that's one of the things that we all can do is like send people good vibes. Mm. And that can be literal, like a text, or that can be energetic with a thought, because I know that they both reach the same way. Um, and so that's one of the things that I've um, practiced more since I've lived here is the sending of energy to people that I care about. And, um, also like kind of focusing on, on, um, healing people that heal too, because the people that heal or the people that are more out there extroverted about wanting to do things like this, they need energy too. And we, and we get trapped up and stopped up and like discouraged and um, disheartened and weary. And so being able to focus and, and help energetically clear or, or flush or be there even hold space for people. um, That is something that is super important to me and that I love to do. And it doesn't cost anything. No, that's, that's free a thousand percent free mm-hmm. um you know you mentioned joe's friend what's his name again his his name's uh his name's adam he goes by kiddo kiddo and um uh, he's in the hospital right now with a pretty aggressive form of cancer he is part of our fish family and um and our world family and our world family yeah. yeah and so if all of you out there could just send some some love and healing vibes towards Oregon for, for kiddo. Yeah. We would appreciate it, man. That, that, you know, there's a lot of you that listen and that's a, that's a big wave that you can send. So if you just take a second out of your day today and, and just stop what you're doing, turn the music off, turn off the podcast, you know, roll up the windows if you're driving or whatever, and just focus on sending some light and some love this way to, to kiddo. He, he could really use it right now. He's, he's struggling. So, 
let's let's help him out with a little bit of little juju. All right. So what did we learn today? We learned that we learned um, a lot today. We learned that <clears throat> Willow's a dope tattoo artist. Willow, what what's your style? You know, what would you say it is? Like if somebody said, Oh hey, you know, what what kind of art do you like to draw on people? Or what what makes you excited? Or what, you know, what's your style? Yeah. Um I really like kind of whimsical, illustrative. I've been focused on more like black work. Um, Single needle stuff? I like fine line. Uh, I do like uh, some, I like a contrast. Mm. Like the fine line and then the like kind of like blackout. Um, so like the softness and depth. Okay. Um, and then uh, I really, I'm really inspired by Art Nouveau. Uh, really love like 1920s Art Nouveau. Wispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wispies and the curlies and right on, just curvy and beautiful. I, I I like the idea of mixing the like the the more kind of botanical feminine, um, with the kind of sharper like dimensions of maybe doing sacred geometry and stuff like that mm. eventually um so that's like a long long-term vision and you know uh it's it's a it's in flux yeah you know? it I'm, should I'm, be i'm finding it if, yeah. if folks want to follow you on instagram where do they go uh willow grace inc so that's yep. willow grace ink got it and we learned that joe is the intentional weed delivery guy <laughs> i like that <laughs> <laughs> that's it with intention that's that. for sure we learned that that tardigrades are fucking cute <laughs> yes they and, are and they can survive in really Anything. really hot places um we are in a matrix of consciousness that is fractal and experiencing itself all at one time time is an illusion mm. and uh let's see what else we learned about connection because i wrote down all five of our things that we can do to shift the focus and it was all about connection mm. yeah paying it forward giving somebody something that's connecting with somebody and then apple was with the smiles and willow's getting people together for art night and i'm sending energy and you're doing the show which brings community and so really it's about bringing people together mm-hmm. in the virtual and in the material space mm-hmm. and to literally help each other transcend our transcend and get to our higher place oh and we also and learned they, that we don't know what seeded the planet that's <laughs> and, true but something I just, what, like what mel was to say that this is dope too like this entire conversation everything that happened tonight the cacao ceremony oh, thing, right? this all came together by like willow was saying like we invited them over for dinner and then look what transpires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just, you know, got together to break bread, sit down at a table. We didn't have any bread. We're on Whole30. Yeah. <laughs> okay, get that's it right. True. That's true. <laughs> you didn't yeah. bring no bread. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. For those of you that are wondering, we're still with it. We're yeah. still, we're in it. Mel and I are two weeks in. Apple's a week in. A little more than a week. Well, a, little more a week. week. I'm, I'm, I'm a couple weeks in with the food. It's the sugar. Yeah. I, I had to wean myself off the sugar. I would have. For those of you hurt, that are in the whole, myself or somebody. whole 30 know, um, Mel has experienced one day of tiger's blood. I, I have not. It was f- 
phenomenal. I will is say. That what, is that, that the day I, you clean the roof? Okay, yes. So, okay. so the day I did that, I woke up and I did an hour yoga, cardio yoga practice with um, Travis Elliott. I don't know if you guys know who Travis Elliott is, but he's awesome and I love him. So I did one of his classes. We did at least 50 chaturangas and they were like insane sun salutations after that i go and on the roof for two hours and clean the entire perimeter mel cleaned all the, the rain gutters yeah it was co- our roof after that storm but was then covered. it after, looked like green shag it was carpeting. crazy but then after that i jumped down and i cleaned the entire driveway yeah, that long was, driveway that you guys walked up she, I, I was all those piles watching and so i i don't know what i thought human. Yeah, that I was Yeah, but I didn't think that in the morning it would be like someone beat the shit out of me because I was so sore from the push-ups <laughs> and the chaturangas and being and climbing and so now I learned my lesson, but I'm really grateful that I was able to feel that amount of energy. It felt so good. Oh, and, it felt and, amazing. And a huge huge thank you to Matthew McDonald Matthew. from P Groove, our Matthew. brother. Thank you so much for sending us the whole 30 book, man. Cont- thank you for El bueno y el malo también. Thank sí, you, Matthew. Gracias, amigo. So, th- thank you, but also, damn it, Matthew. Now yeah. we discovered more things we can't do. Yeah, right. to, but that's why you're <laughs> supposed to do it. Now, thank you, um, seriously, Matthew. And then that- we will be back on Wednesday with another artist spotlight. This week is Spafford. Um, we'll give you a little rundown of the Spafford New Year's three-night run that we went to one of the shows and had an incredible experience and got to talk to those guys for a few and then again Jeez, on Friday, and and then we'll do it again on Monday, and and then Friday, and then Mel and I are leaving for Fish Mexico in a couple of weeks. So until then, <laughs> take care of each other, smile at a stranger, love safety one third, another, love yourself, hydrate, and and you know what, you go go check out tardigrades, man. They're, they're fucking cool. They're so they, they look like little weird <laughs> bears with a little nose thing that sticks out. They can survive me. anything. Badass. <laughs> love y'all. Peace. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, 
Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.